0: Hello there. My name is Shirley Fisher and I'm an illustrator, creative business owner, and mom of two. I've been slowly growing from a part-time creator to a full-time working artist since 2016. So I know the joy and struggle of working for yourself and how mindset can impact your growth. It's here where we dig deep through vulnerable chats about running a creative business and uprooting our limiting beliefs. My hope is that you walk away from these conversations feeling empowered with a greater sense of clarity and community. So find a cozy spot, open up your heart, and prepare to be encouraged. Welcome to the Tillage Podcast. Who doesn't love giveaways? This week is the Tillage Podcast's first birthday. And from today, August 22nd until Friday, August 26th, I'm doing a giveaway every day for everyone who is on my newsletter. All you have to do is respond to my email of that day and you'll be entered to win. I'm giving away three 30-minute coaching calls and two of my favorite books that have impacted my creative journey. Not on the newsletter? Well, you can join today. You can find the link in the description below or sign up by visiting the tillagepodcast.com. I cannot wait to celebrate this week with you. Well, welcome back to the Tillage Podcast. Today is a very special day. I am celebrating one entire year of posting episodes here on the Tillage podcast, and I'm being joined here today by no one else but Colleen Underwood, who had a whole episode, episode 22, all about celebration. This is going to be a special episode, and I'm going to turn it over to her to kind of explain what we're doing today.
1: Well, happy birthday, Shirley. Not necessarily a personal birthday, but happy podcast birthday. One year is a big deal.
0: It is. I'm pretty
1: excited. Well, when we first came together many, many months ago, then I got to share a lot with you about celebration. And when I knew that your birthday was coming up, we chatted and thought it might be a fun idea to reverse the tables and give you an opportunity to be interviewed on your podcast birthday. So here we are for some new fun. I thought it would be fun to just start and hear what does it feel like to be at the year mark? What emotions and thoughts do you have in light of the fact that you have gone an entire year of sharing with the creative community in the Tillage
0: podcast? Yeah, I think the first feeling that comes to mind is just being proud. I have really never done anything this consistently in my life other than brush my teeth every day. (laughs) So I think for me to show up consistently in a format like this is really something that I'm very proud of. I have struggled to be consistent on social media and like all the things that we're supposed to do as good business owners. So for me to have this passion project that I've shown up every single week has been something that I'm sincerely proud of. It's been a huge accomplishment. So I'm just really joyful that I have just persisted through all the all the hard parts.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard joyful, proud, consistent. how How did you do it? How did you show up consistently? What helped? What made it possible?
0: I think what's been super important for me is we talk about this a lot, so it's going to be redundant, but is knowing my why. So in the really tough you know, weeks where it was like, oh, I didn't have an episode in my like little storage bank, which any podcaster will tell you when you start a podcast, have more episodes than you even think you need to have ready to go so that you're not playing catch up every week. And unfortunately, that storage bank ended up being not as long as I had anticipated from the beginning of my journey. So sometimes it's been like, honestly, recording an episode the week before it's supposed to come out. And for me, in the moments where I'm like, oh, my goodness, am I going to be able to pull this off? Can I get this episode together? Coming back to my why of really wanting to make impact in the creative community at large and allow people to know they're not alone, to give people tactical tools and provide them with encouragement has what has continued to make me show up. Not only has it been a huge learning experience for personal development, it's been something that I want to continue to pour out on people. So I love
1: that. Well, tell us a little bit more of just about the personal side. How have you grown? How has the podcast grown? And how have you grown personally through this whole experience this last year?
0: Yeah, there is a lot here. I think for me, well, first of all, I'll back up and say this morning I was... I went to the gym, and I was sitting in the sauna. My routine now, which I feel like I'm talking about a person I don't even know because I've changed so much <laughs> since starting this podcast, and I'll kind of talk about that and unpack that, but I worked out this morning. I was sitting in the sauna, and I you know, I listened to really calming music in the sauna. I kind of stretch, and I heard this song I had never heard. And it just, I don't know, it touched me so deeply. And I knew we were having this conversation today and that the year was coming up. And I'm going to read these lyrics. It's not very much, but I think it's a really great foundation for what I want to talk about with what I've learned. And the lyrics said, Speak even if your voice is trembling. Please, you've been quiet for so long. Believe it will be worth the risk you're taking. You're afraid, but you can hear adventure calling. There's a rush of adrenaline to your bones. What you make of this moment changes everything. What if the path you choose becomes a road? The ground you take becomes a home. And I could cry just saying those words because, you know, you don't know where a path becomes the road and the road becomes the home. And for me, this personal journey, and we already talked about consistency, has been this continual, repetitive experience of making the show notes, putting together the episode, releasing it into the world. And that path has now become a road. You know, when we walk over something over and over and over again, it becomes that road And that road (laughs) is starting to become like ground for me. And now as this year is coming up, it's becoming like a home. I'm very familiar with this experience. But for me, when we talk about like, what have I learned? For me, it's been so much more than a podcast. This to me has been a huge part of my growth journey of self-love, like healing for me. I think when I was thinking about this, like it's become an act of discipline and that discipline that we act upon creates, it creates a huge impact and it impacts the world that we want to live in. Because when we have that discipline, it changes things. And so the podcast for me has not only been like the consistency of showing up every week, but it's become something that has created ripples in my life. Like I, I just am so different because of what the podcast has done for that discipline in my life. Like I said, going to the gym, taking journaling more seriously. And for me, it was like, wow, if I'm sharing this information with the world to help impact their creative journey, I better start living out what I'm talking about because I have at small levels but not to what I am doing now and it was like I have to be better for myself but also for this community if I'm going to rise up to be this leader kind of in this world of podcasting like I have to just step it up and I think this podcast has just been a huge part of that so that's a very long-winded answer but The things I've learned is when we act upon the deepest callings within us, the things that we are scared to do, that we feel passionate about, that we want to do, and we double down. Like there's no turning back. We're going full speed ahead. That could be doing your artwork. That could be becoming a surface pattern designer. That could be making videos on Skillshare or making your blog. But if we double down, like the outcome can't be anything but beautiful. No matter how many people have seen your video on Skillshare or how many contracts you've gotten for your surface pattern design collection, there has been self-growth. And that to me is what's been so powerful. So
1: yeah, I there think, we go. <laughs> I love it, Shirley. And I think that one of the things that, that consistently is woven through the Tillage podcast is this intersection of creative business, strategy, goals, and personal story, right? Mm-hmm. Because of course, we don't, we don't have creative businesses and creative endeavors outside of who we are. It's all woven into our story. And I think one of the reasons I love listening is because every time I turn you on in my car <laughs> when I'm <laughs> driving or walking in the neighborhood is that it's an invitation for me and for every listener to step more fully into their story. And that's just what you're sharing with us, is you're on the flip side of the podcast, but you're doing the same thing with all of your listeners. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Okay, so going way back to the beginning before you started, I'm curious to know if there was any good advice or a good model that you're so grateful that you had?
0: Yeah, you know, I jumped into this without a lot of education. I am a huge taker of courses and classes, like to a fault. Like I am always tempted to take another course about something, but for whatever reason, I didn't really do that in this space. I mean, I think I watched one Skillshare video on how to use Audacity, which is a recording System that I use. And I think I read a couple blogs, but really, I think the biggest piece of advice that I was hearing from others, like I mentioned, was having that bank of podcasts stored up. But I think also, you know, I'd heard, and this is just business in general, is like when you really niche down the impact can be much larger because you are speaking to a certain group of people rather than trying to speak to everybody. And so when I came into podcasting, I, I knew what my heartbeat was and what I wanted to share and what pain points I wanted to touch on, which, big surprise, are everything I have dealt with in my own journey, so it wasn't hard to do. But I think the big piece of advice I got was, you know, have that storage bank and then know who you're talking to. Who is that listener? Who is that person who you want to be, you know, speaking to? We'll be back after this short break. I was once where you might be right now. I wanted flexibility. I wanted to see my art on products. I wanted to learn about licensing and how to pitch and how to make a portfolio. And I didn't exactly know how to do that until Leverage Your Art, an eight-week course by Stacy Bloomfield. So if you dream about designing for your favorite brands or you want to see your art on product or you want to have a successful creative career, I want you to listen to this because This course only opens up once a year, which is why I'm so excited to share with you that it's open right now, today until August 29th. And in this eight week depth course, Stacy will be teaching you everything she knows about being a successful licensed artist, what you need in your portfolio, how to pitch to dream clients, how to grow multiple revenue streams and get your art onto product. I would love to invite you to join this course. It's made such an impact on my life, and I am so thrilled to be an affiliate for Stacey this year. So if you're interested in this course, you want to hear more information about it, click my special affiliate link right here below the description or head on over to thetillagepodcast.com to find it in today's show notes. And if you sign up with my special link, you also get a bonus free group coaching call with me. We're going to tackle all the questions that you have that I can support you in and your own business or in your mindset. And I would love for you to sign up through that link. Now back to the show.
1: So as you got to know everybody and you were speaking to your audience, what, (laughs) like, what did you learn about them? Were you surprised or, you know, were the pain points where people just finding you and meeting you in your story? What, what surprised you? What did you learn about your audience in this whole journey as you started out? And then here you are
0: a year later. I think what's been really special about this experience is the friendships and community that I have experienced through doing it. And that can be as simple as, you know, I've I've gotten a lot of emails and direct messages on Instagram and people just sharing like, Yeah. After listening to your accountability episode, I finally went and asked my friend if we could meet one-on-one. And that was so pivotal for my journey. Or somebody emailed me like, wow, thank you so much for your episode of the unexpected. So things that happen that you just don't expect, how do you carry through that? And they were just saying, I lost all the data on my computer this week. My whole computer crashed and your episode just brought me so much hope and encouragement, knowing that you had also experienced loss. And so I've gotten to partake in just hearing how the episodes are impacting people, which has been amazing. But it's also allowed me to know that I am not alone in my journey. And that's the whole purpose of the podcast is to know you are not alone in feeling the frustration of pitching and not hearing back that you aren't alone in feeling like, what am I doing? Really? Like, what am I doing here? This is really hard. Like, and I've heard again and again from people who are just saying, you've given me the motivation to keep going, the empowerment to even call myself an artist. And that's really special. So I think what I've learned about my audience you here listening today is that you are really serious about what you're doing, that this isn't a little side fun hobby for you. Maybe it is right now, but if you're listening to this podcast, there's something in you that wants to make it more that you are serious about inner work, like interpersonal development. And I think the last thing I would say is There have been a lot more people coming to me that are saying that they're moms that are finding it really encouraging to know that it is possible to build something while also juggling life. It's not easy, but I think that that's been really special, too, to just see kind of all these different people being here in this space.
1: I would love to hear a little bit more about that message of You're not alone. Why is that so important to the Tillage podcast?
0: I think that statement is so important for the Tillage podcast. And I believe it's in my description or maybe somewhere on my website, but that's been very intentional. And I think that's so important because it really banishes that lie that everything that you're experiencing is like a only me experience. And I I think it creates a lot of freedom within yourself to know, oh, okay, well, if so-and-so is feeling this or if so-and-so has gone through this, then I don't have to feel alone in this emotion or in this really hard thing knowing that somebody else has gone through it too. So there's freedom that's had, but also there's like permission to even walk into those harder emotions or that harder part of your story when you might be feeling like, I just have to suck it up or I just have to pick myself up and carry forward. And it's like, no, like you have permission to feel like, yeah, this can be hard and this can be challenging. And like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Colleen, it's like two things combining at once. It's the creative journey, but it's also this inner work journey happening together. And so when someone's given permission to kind of step into that, I think that's really powerful. So knowing that you aren't alone, the two words I would say just gives freedom and and permission.
1: Yes, I I feel that when I listen. I think, you know, there's lots of like core messages in our stories, but I think too that many of us creatives relate with are you're not enough or you're too much. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, um, and, And part of what a community like this does is it says you're just right you're not alone, right? And when we're alone, we tend to lean into those, like you said, those lies. And yet it's in stepping into the truth where like our story unfolds and our creative business journey unfolds. And so I think that's been one of my powerful experiences in being a listener over this last year is hearing story after story, guest after guest, your story after story of relatability, Of Oh, they're just like me. Yeah, I'm just enough. I can do this. I'm not alone. And so that's been powerful for me. And I know, I know for the whole community.
0: And it's been powerful for me. I mean, I feel so privileged and honored to have guests on this podcast that I am sitting there just as much as you are going, I want to hear everything you have to say. And your story reminds me of my story or wow if you were able to do that why can't I be able to do that you know and also teachable moments of like hey don't do it this way guys I did it and it was not fun self-care is important you know and I'm sitting there taking notes just as much as anybody else
1: yes you kind of just started going down this road and I want to go a little bit further of what are some of those surprises that have been really good along the way What did you not anticipate?
0: I think I didn't anticipate the snowball effect that would happen when you show up over and over again. I think my journey, it's always felt slow. And I think that's just a mantra for all creatives. We all know slow growth is good growth or Slow growth is how strong businesses are built. You know, we have all these things, we know it. I mean, I have I've said this in a couple workshops. I have a brass little snail that sits in front of me. I can see it right now as we're podcasting right now. And I love drawing them and it's like a very big theme. But for me, the podcast has actually increased in a quicker way than I expected and that's not to say that I had like really low expectations, but I think that I never anticipated the podcast being on the top charts in the first year of its existence. Right now, today, this podcast is number 17 in the category of design in Apple Podcasts. Like, I never would have thought that. And that's amazing. And yeah. so that's been a huge surprise. I think hearing personally people's stories, like I mentioned from emails or DMs, I really didn't anticipate that. I didn't realize like that people would be so moved to write an email to me. Like That's been a really exciting surprise to see. And then I think also, I didn't even anticipate that there would be almost like this shift in my identity in a way or how people perceived me and i and i'll unpack this i think i didn't realize like oh when you make a podcast and you talk a lot then you're going to eventually be put into a speaker category or somebody that is going to be available or sought after for like speaking opportunities and that's what i wanted i mean i've said that on the show before the episode about comparison i don't remember the number but i'll put it, put it in the show notes i just said like i have found myself comparing myself to others like oh i wish i could get a speaking opportunity like that so that's been something i've desired but i don't think i initially thought that from the beginning and so a really cool surprise has been seeing that start to happen is to have invitations to come speak in memberships or i'll be speaking at Immersion Live. And like, that's just so cool. Never would have expected that. That's a huge surprise.
1: (laughs) Well, I really loved your words just a moment ago. You said that it's been a shift in identity as well as how people see me. And I kind of just want to know more about how that's happened over the year because identity shifts take time right? Of course they do. And you even said earlier in our conversation that you're not the same woman now that you were a year ago. What has gone into the identity shift for you?
0: Wow. This is something large to unpack. I think that this goes back, you know, years before even starting this podcast. And identity is something that I think about a lot. And I think, as many of us as creatives, we tend to very much attach ourselves to our work, to our brand, to our business. And that can be a double edged sword, I think. And so, for me, if I go way back in time, it was first taking the step into believing that I could even be a quote unquote podcaster. And that identity of being a podcaster, no longer just a stationary artist, which let's go back in time before that was calling myself an artist. Then it was calling myself a business owner. Then it was now calling myself a podcaster. And so walking into podcasting first had to start with me believing in myself that I could do this thing. But it's also very attached to Believing that I was allowed to take up space to do this. And I was just talking to someone a while ago, and I was saying, I don't think I can convey how difficult it is to put your face on an icon that is going to go on the internet. And that's a very small little icon, but I remember making it and thinking, I feel like such a fraud right now. Like I feel like, who am I pretending to be this podcaster and to make this podcast art for my show just felt so uncomfortable. I'd never put myself out there like that. It was easy to be a stationary designer, but here I am being a podcaster, whatever that even meant, you know? And so the identity shift... Of believing in that myself and then showing up week after week after week, then started to going back to that beautiful song lyric that started with the path and then the road, then the ground, and then the home. And when we consistently show up to a space, but we have to believe it first, others around us will go, Oh, that's right. Yeah, Colleen, she's a surface pattern designer. She wasn't however many years ago, but she is now because you've shown up over and over and over again, saying, I'm a surface pattern designer, same thing for you doing coaching, or, you know, we could talk about so many different things. And that's what I would love for people listening today. It's like, yeah, it takes time, but it starts with you walking into that identity first and then others will gather around you i guess almost the louder you are about it <laughs> will accept it faster that that becomes this new comfortable little home you're in and it's exciting to feel like okay i this has been a year i'm excited for the next year but this doesn't seem scary anymore and it did the first week i'll tell you it was really scary to do my first interview And it's been cool to see that shift.
1: Yes. I mean, doesn't that just speak to how much identity and growth is just a process, right? And we're not who we are a year ago, but we're not yet the person we will be Mm -hmm. a year from now. We are people who are always in process. And that's a really good gift for this community to remember that As creatives, we're always learning new things. That's part of who we are. And that means we're always stepping into new places. And new places means new identity. And so I love that you've created this home where people get to come in and sit down and say, this is who I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. And that's very much what the Tillage community is to me, is a place to become who I want to be. Yeah, And I know that everybody, everybody listening has a, a dream, a desire to step further or deeper into parts of their heart and their story and their passion. And so I love that there's a space for comfy chairs and comfy sofa <laughs> for people to curl up and become those people.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay. Even in comfy houses, there's hard things. <laughs> <laughs> give us, would you be willing to give us a few peeks into some of the hard things or the learning curve of the last year for you?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Hard things. Aren't hard things so fun? I would say that really the tech part was a big learning curve to begin with. And I've mentioned this, I work with an editor, but really This person is adding my jingle at the beginning, doing the cool fading. Then they like figure out where the halfway mark is, where a good spot would be for that break and then the end. But I go in and edit, you know, there are interviews that will in the interview, we've stopped recording and this person starts talking like, no, 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 stop. We have to record this. I'll figure out where to put it. So like I've had to figure out how to like cut pieces and like put them places that make sense. Taking out weird fan noises in the background, sometimes taking out ums. I mean, you might notice there aren't ums. I know people have mixed feelings about that, but for me, it really brings about a professional level that I just enjoy hearing. And it makes people just sound, you know, a little elevated. So going in there and taking those out has been a lot of work figuring out how to do that. I had never done any. audio ever in my life. And so that was a really hard part in the beginning. I think another hard part is, like I said, if I don't have an episode and life happens, you'll go back and listen and there's episodes I have a kind of a nasally voice because I was sick. And I know my audience, everyone here would totally understand if an episode didn't come out. But it was like this thing I had to do. I had to do one every single week for myself, but also I wanted to be here for everybody. But it was like in the hard parts of just life happens and the episode is like the time is ticking to get it done. It's like, all right, I got to push through this and get this out into the world. I think In the beginning, it was hard because it didn't feel like many people were listening. And it's really hard to show up when you don't know if people are going to come. It's like planning a birthday party or a celebration, sending out the invites and just hoping people come because no one RSVP'd. And That's really challenging, especially, I mean, anyone in the art world can understand, like sending out a pitch email or going to the craft show and just hoping somebody buys something. And then your parent does, or a friend, you're like, okay, thanks. Is this a pity buy? Like, (laughs) you know, like at the beginning, I had my dear friends listening and my faithful dad, he listens to every episode. But in the beginning, when you are showing up to something that you don't know, like, am I wasting my time right now? Is this going anywhere? Am I speaking into the void? Is this going to be worth it? And, you know, a lot over the last episodes, and I've asked several people who've been on the show, and I was interviewed in another community to talk about trusting yourself. And, In the deep parts of my soul, I trust and believe what I'm giving in this space is valuable and needed. And I wasn't feeling like I was getting that elsewhere. And so I was like, okay, just keep going. I mean, I refer to myself as the little engine that could sometimes, of like, I think I can. I think I can. So that was really hard in the beginning. You know, now the audience has grown, but it's still. It's still not like a ton of people compared to, I know, some people who have podcasts, but I think at the end of the day, no matter how many people tend to stick around or show up, I have to believe it's valuable regardless.
1: So, how do you do that, Shirley? Because I think (laughs) how do we show up and use our voice, whether that's, you know, vocally or, written word or our painting, our design, how do we show up and keep showing up when we don't know if people are listening? Because you didn't know you were going to be number 17 when you started a year ago. And we're grateful for the moms and dads in our life or the friends or spouses. We we are grateful for the friend or the family member who cheers us on. But how do we keep going when we don't know if people are listening or seeing or being moved by our voice and what we have to share.
0: I think it goes back to what I was just stating is almost like really being in touch with your motive and your why, your vision for yourself. But I think where we get caught up in that Depletion, or that feeling like this isn't worth it, is when kind of our motive gets off track a little bit. And so, for me, creating greeting cards, I think at the beginning was I just wanted to put my art on something that was remotely easy to me in a way. And I wanted to share joy and spread love through the post. And that was the motive it wasn't, I want to get my card in anthropology. I mean, I had those dreams. I'm not going to lie. That would be really cool. But if it didn't happen, it wasn't like I was going to not make greeting cards anymore. And so going back to why are you doing this thing? Yeah, we all want to be successful. We want to make a living from our art. We want to get that client or get that store that we've always wanted to be in. We all have these dreams, but I think when we start to solely focus on that thing, and then when it doesn't happen or doesn't happen fast enough, then that's when we get off track. And then we think, well, I'm not showing up today then because that didn't happen. And believe me, I have had so many feelings and moments of that, of like, why do this? It's frustrating when it feels like you put all this effort into something. For instance, you know, just starting out, you know, you send all those emails and you've created the catalog and then it's crickets. And it's like going back to, well, why am I doing this? To spread love, to show beauty, to share beauty, then just keep doing that. Keep making beautiful things. And I think when we keep showing up, regardless of the outcome, and we really embrace the process of it all, then those things start to inevitably happen. I mean, that sounds very woo-woo, but I think that there is something there when it's like you're being tested. Are you going to keep showing up even if nobody listens, even if nobody shares your work or it doesn't go viral? Because I promise you all the people that suddenly are viral or have made it, there's a whole lot of showing up behind that. Maybe for a very small percentage have there been people who've experienced just that like instant success. But honestly, you know, the people we look at that are inspiring to us have done a lot of hard work to get there. And even the people who are inspiring today, we, we'll go down this trail for a second, because I was an art teacher. Vincent Van Gogh, the man never sold a painting in his lifetime, yet he still did it. I mean, I don't know. There's something there that he was going to show up and keep making beautiful things despite them being purchased. And maybe that's a little chicken soup for the the teenage soul, whatever that book was. <laughs> but it it's true. You know, it's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, you've got another year ahead of you, Shirley. So why are you still here a year later? And what's going to keep you going both internally in yourself and because of what you know about your community, what's going to help push you forward in this next year?
0: Yeah, I think one of the beautiful things that has happened from the Tillage podcast, which I had wanted, but I think it wouldn't have been possible without the podcast, was creating a membership. And my membership is more of, I'm liking to call it like mentorship and community. It's so much more than just, you know, a membership to me. It's women coming together to... Really sharpen one another in their own creative practice and in their business. There's a lot of accountability and all those things. And I think for me, what keeps me going is knowing that, like, the podcast brings encouragement and hope and life to people, but it's also opened up a door to potential people that I can work with on a like deeper capacity. So whether that's in my membership, I would really love to take more clients on for one-on-one coaching. I know you're a coach and I know how life-giving that's been for you. And so I think that's what excites me ahead. That's not why I'm gonna continue to show up, but I think that's what is really exciting. On a practical side, I think what will help me continue to show up is to really be planning. <laughs> so this year, even walking into my membership for the next six months, I had all my speakers lined up six months in advance. And I think that's what is going to help me this next leg of the journey is just being ahead of it with planning and and getting speakers ahead of time and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, as we wrap up, <laughs> I have a birthday tradition in my family that I wanted to share with you, Shirley. And I didn't tell her about this in advance, but we have a fun tradition at the family table that when it's someone's birthday, we, and of course we forget to do this some years, but this is the the normal habit. But we all sit down and we, we give one word of like a gift or a blessing to the person who's having a birthday. And it's really... You know, sometimes it's a sibling word and so it's, you know, maybe not super deep, but maybe the parents have put some thought into it and it's really meant to be a word of like identity or kind of um in a sense of like, this is what we hope. This is our hope for you for the coming year. So listeners, I have two ways that you can wish Shirley. <laughs> a birthday, (laughs) a birthday today, a podcast birthday, I would love for you to leave a review and share the word that describes this podcast for you. What word or words would describe the Tillage podcast for you? Why do you show up and listen? Why do you hit play? What does the Tillage community do for you? And second, I would love for you guys to buy Shirley a <laughs> cup of coffee. This is so important for those of you who don't know podcasting and I've learned a lot this year as I've asked a lot of questions of Shirley and other friends who are doing this work, but it takes an incredible amount of time and energy planning and even finance to to host a podcast week after week after week. And so there is a little button on today's show notes and below the description. And I thought it would be a really awesome thing if we all blessed the Tillage podcast with some birthday coffee. So if you would all do those two things today, I think that would be awesome.
0: But Charlie. what
1: else could we do? (laughs) You're so welcome. But what else could we do that would support you and the podcast community?
0: Yeah, I think exactly what you said, writing reviews just really warm my heart seeing the impact. That also helps, you know, all the charts and all of that. Every single time an episode comes out, I think what really helps is when people listen right away, like the first day an episode comes out, reviews really help. And when you actually subscribe to a show so that it automatically kind of, I think, downloads something or the episodes. And then I love when people share about it just in a really authentic way online. So that has been seen through people putting out like an Instagram post of their art, or maybe they've even created art out of something that was talked about on the episode. I love that. And I love sharing that. And that just helps more people hear about the show, because I do know that so many more people could really be impacted by the stories here in their own creative journey. So yeah, I would say, like you said, leave a review, share about it. And I love getting all those letters and DMs as well.
1: That's great. Well, let's send Shirley a ton of encouragement this week and just thank her for her heart to show up consistently for herself, for this community And we just know that the impact is being multiplied as each of us listen, take courage and resource into our hearts and our businesses, then we're able to share it. And we thank you for all that you offer this creative community. And we celebrate this birthday with you, Shirley.
0: Thank you so much, Colleen. And thank you everybody for listening for a whole year. We'll be back next week with another episode. Here are the key takeaways from today's episode. When we act upon our deepest callings and engage in the process with consistency, the outcome is beautiful. There is self-growth, self-love, and healing to be had. The message, you are not alone, provides freedom from the lie that you're the only one having a certain experience, and it gives permission to navigate challenges and harder emotions. Overcoming the challenge of showing up consistently, especially when you are unsure if anyone is listening or seeing what you're doing, requires a deep alignment with your personal motives, vision, and your why. When your motives get off track, you will experience feelings of depletion and questioning the worth of your effort. It's important to focus on the process of creation and the joy that it brings, rather than solely fixating on achieving specific outcomes like success or recognition. The desire for success should not overshadow the love of the creative process. Stepping into a new role or identity involves overcoming self-doubt and acknowledging that you're allowed to take up space. When you proclaim that space and your new role over and over again, that path you choose becomes a road and that ground you take becomes a home. And lastly, identity and growth are not static. They are a continuous process. You're neither who you were in the past nor who you will become in the future. Thanks again for listening to The Tillage Podcast. It brings me so much joy knowing that you spent your very precious time with me here today. If you want more, head on over to thetillagepodcast.com for today's show notes. And I'll be back next week with another episode.